Alrighty, welcome to this week's episode of Rightly Divide, where we take on things Christians say and debunk them because they're not biblical, and we use the word to do so. Sometimes we take on controversial things, but it's okay as long as it's found in the Word of God and its truth. But this week we're going to tackle the phrase, there are no women preachers, or it is not biblical to have women preachers. And it reminds me of a joke that someone once told me. And they said, sexism is wrong and being wrong is for women. And it was like a double take. I was like, what? But anyways, so the main scripture that they use is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And they take it and use it for face value or they only go surface deep. And everyone goes, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I guess there are women aren't supposed to speak are aren't supposed to be speaking in the church. So, uh this is not to mention I there are a lot of scriptures that I could use, but like I said, I have to keep it 50 minutes and under. Uh but not to mention that Philip found in Acts 21 had four prophetess Daughters, what is a prophetess? Well, someone who prophesies, but a woman that prophesies. So, and then not to mention Deborah, who was a judge for Israel. And he act, she actually prophesied to a man that was supposed to be doing what she was doing, but he was not listening to the Lord's voice. We're actually going to read that scripture after 1 Corinthians 14. But let's get that scripture that Christians use as a justification for that doctrine, that there are no women preachers. Uh, it says 1 Corinthians 14, 34, let your women keep silence in the churches, and they like to stop there. But it says, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. Now, if you just sped through that and read it, you would say, okay, that does make sense why they would say that. But if you go to verse 34, it says, let them ask their husbands. So this is a specific class of women. There are different types of women. But this scripture is talking about wives. Now, that debunks it right there, that all women have to be silent in the churches. They can't preach. Then someone might come at me and say, okay, then it's talking about wives. They need to be quiet during church and they can't preach. So you would have to tell me the scripture that says, well, women have to start preaching after they get married. I'm sure I can find it. But then... Why would Paul say that about the wives specifically? Why well, would say why would Paul say Corinthians, your wives need to be quiet? Okay. That means you have to ask the question, what was going on at that time that he he would say this? So it leads me to the conclusion that 
they there's a there's a specific problem with this specific church. And there's another scripture that Christians use to justify that um doctrine that they teach, but I will have to get that to that another time. But there has has there probably most likely was talking going on during these services. Talking, not talking in general, but talking at the wrong time. Now, this is not sexist. And if you tell you it's sexist, it's whatever. But women like to talk. If you look up the statistics and the, the science behind it on Google, you will find that women talk a lot more than men do. And if you're married, you will know that as well, that the wives like to talk more than the husbands do. And so um, in this specific instance at this church, it would make sense that there would be talking. And you know if you go to church, and not just women, men could be doing this too. Um, just talking about modernly at your church. Sometimes people are talking when the Holy Ghost is moving. Sometimes people are talking when the pastor is talking. Now, that's not a good thing. I'm not promoting that. And uh, because when God's using the preacher to say something, or the Holy Spirit is using the uh, preacher to prophesy, or not just specifically the sermon, although that's prophesying too, but saying a word over someone or over the congregation, or the Holy Spirit is using the preacher or the pastor to for um for healing for for setting people free and nothing is more distracting to a preacher or even a guest preacher at a church is talking because talking distracts people around you if you're the one talking and it could distract from what God's trying to do through the pastor God's trying to do in general and these women would have had to be speaking at the wrong times. Why would God tell Paul, women, as soon as they step in the church, have to be quiet? Why not the men? Why would God tell women, as soon as they step into church, as soon as the service starts, they can't talk? Like, what? That doesn't make sense. Especially because... Uh, and again, I don't have time to go over every scripture, but why would uh, God call these four prophetess daughters from Philip to be prophets? There's actually a scripture, and I can't get into it, but there's a scripture that shows that there's a woman pastor. And you might say, well, can you get into it? Well, it's going to take too much time. I'll, I'll go at it another time. You can study this for yourself. But again, I'm going to emphasize, why would God tell women as soon as the church starts, no, no girls can speak? And then I heard Christians go as far as to say, well, they can go into the children's church. They can go to children's church and speak, just not the main service. Well, it says, let your women keep signs in the churches. The children's church is part of the church. Why? that It, it all starts falling, crumbling down so 
And it just says, keep silence. It doesn't say, don't preach. So, um, so that why it just doesn't make sense as to why God would like literally says just woman. Like I said, it says wives. So again, this was just a specific problem at this specific church that Paul was addressing. And they were talking at a wrong time. How, if a woman had a problem, how would she be able to tell the pastor there, like, I need prayer for this. I need, you know. And if you if you go further in verse 35, it says, if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, which indicates they probably had questions as to what was going on. There's new conference there. At, uh, at Corinth, there was comforts. Maybe they were had questions about uh, the the word. They had questions about how the service was going. They probably had questions about um, uh, the order of service. Oh, why did they do this? Why did they do that? And they're just doing it at the wrong time. So that's why Paul said, when they go home, let, just let them ask their husbands. Let them ask them at a point where it's not a distraction. That makes sense. That's not a bad thing to say. Especially if it was a distraction. Women came to Jesus where you might or you might make the argument, well, when Jesus was going around, it wasn't a church service. There wasn't church services going on. Well, he was teaching out, he taught in the synagogue and outside of the synagogue. Women came up to him and spoke. When he was teaching, does that count as a, 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 as a service? It wasn't like a, you know, at the synagogue, he was teaching open air. That's what the Beatitudes were. It was that, it was, he was teaching. There was women there, women disciples. So, that's why this argument that there there's no woman preachers or they're not allowed to speak it it just baffles me that they look over this stuff and the other scripture that they use is in first timothy about um about the same subject about be, women being quiet women you have to be quiet and um it's actually first corinthians chapter 2 and it says that First uh, Corinthians chapter two verse eight. It says, "I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath or doubting." In like manner, also that women adore themselves in modest apparel. You know, what? I have time. I said fifteen minutes or less. Let's get into it really quick. I will therefore that uh, uh, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. That's the second scripture that they use. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. 
Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Now, again, Christians that say that, they just go, boom. See? They have to be signed in church. Well, doesn't talk about church there. From verse 8 to 15, doesn't talk about church. So there's that, first of all. Second of all, if you read very closely in verse 9, it uses the word, it says, in like manner also that woman, woman, and then when you go to verse 11, it says woman, so E to A, which indicates, again, two separate classes of women. I said earlier, there's different, all different types of women. But right here, it talks about two different classes of women. Now, I know it is because if you look up the Greek for woman in verse 11, it's the a Greek word is gune. And it means a woman or specifically a wife. So, right there in verse 11, let the wife learn in silence with all subjection. You can put that in. So it can mean a woman or it can mean a wife. So I believe, and if, like you said, if you go back to verse 9, um, <clears throat> it's the same Greek word. But why would Paul, why would the translators put woman with the E and then woman with the A? Because they know Paul was addressing single woman and married woman. Single woman, married woman. In like manner also that woman, single woman, adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shame fitness, with sobriety, now with broad hair, gold, or pearls, or costly way. Array. But then when you go to verse 11, let the woman learn in silence all subjection. It's two separate words, meaning two separate people, specifically woman. So it would make more sense in verse 11 to say, let the woman or wives learn in silence with all subjection. Why would Paul say that specifically for women in church? Yeah, all the women have to submit to the men. The Bible teaches that women submit to their husbands. Oh, I don't like that. Well, it's, look it up. God's the one that wrote it, so take it up with him. But that word is there. I mean, um, sorry, that's a teaching that women are to submit to their husbands or be obedient to their husbands. So it makes sense that let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach or to use authority over the man or the wife to teach or to use authority over their husbands, but to be in silence for Adam was first formed, then Eve. And I was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So, so this makes sense in the context of a marriage. Same thing for 1 Corinthians 14. It makes sense for the when it uses the word obedience. It's like, wait a minute. Women are supposed to be obedient unto men. God is saying here for marriage, marriage. So I don't have time now since I already went over 15 is that 
uh, I don't have time to go over the different scriptures to show the different women that were used of God that were in a preaching position. In a preaching position. I will have to go, I'll have to touch on the subject again at a future time. I will, because there's a lot more scriptures. But if you're, if you be, come in contact with a Christian that tries to use 1 Corinthians 14 for that and 1 Corinthians 2, bring up those points. Read it within the context of a marriage. It'll totally make sense. So we will stop right there and I will see you next week on the next episode of Rotley Divide. Have a good night.